Hello, Purposeful Marketers. Welcome to the Purposeful Marketing Podcast. So happy to have you back. Just Mary and James here again. Aaron is doing the dad thing and having a great time doing it. So we are stoked to continue talking, just James and I. And we are really excited about this episode because it's top of mind for everyone, especially as marketers are being constantly asked. I think it's not only marketers, actually, James. I think it's pretty much everybody is being asked to do more with less. So what that means is you need to get real good at shipping and executing MVPs, which stands for Minimum Viable Product. So today, James and I are going to talk about the right way and the wrong way to think about MVPs. James, what's the wrong way to think about a minimum viable product? I think that I think that what I the, the first thing I think of is just what you sometimes feel like you see places, which is like um, it's kind of like what you see sometimes on LinkedIn when someone says, "Here's how I finish this in X amount of time." Um, just to get something out the door. It's also kind of what it sounds like sometimes when people ask for more with less. Um, Like more with less is the wrong way to think about a minimum viable product. It's like thinking, okay, I really want to have two pizzas, but, and I only have enough dough for one. So what we need to do is make two pizzas by making one pizza faster with even less dough. It's like, it doesn't make any sense. Whatever you're making now, um, let's put less effort and time in and devote less resources and see if that delivers something more complete or more substantial. Like that is not the purpose of these things. Um, And you just know you're walking into a trap if like the expectations for say like a minimum viable campaign or um, webinar or brochure or whatever you're building. Um, If the expectations are the exact same as the expectations for a completely viable product and um, or even higher. I mean, sometimes it, it literally is like, okay, we have this really important, how this could manifest in an agency is we have this really important client and they are really, really needy, both in terms of results and time. So we're going to ship an MVP to meet their time need. And hopefully that delivers on their result need. It's like, okay, like it's just like the kind of stuff that, when you when someone actually breaks it down and says it that way, you're like, that is just stupid. Like, why would anyone think that way? But people think that way all the time. People talk that way all the time. A really charismatic, you know, leader or salesperson um, will set people up to have to do that kind of work um, because people will hear what they're saying and they're like, you know what? We can do this. Um, and then they think about it and. They just never checked themselves before they wrecked themselves, um, really. But that's, for me, that's the most common wrong way to think about it. There's uh, there's plenty of wrong ways to think about it. But for me, that's like the most prevalent. Yeah, I think the other wrong way to think about a minimum viable product is when 
you're really excited to build, ship, execute, whatever, you know, verb you want to throw in there without knowing the why. So like brings us right back to the purpose of this podcast. So I, you know, talk to a lot of people on LinkedIn who are really excited to do stuff like paid social or do a live event strategy. And they're like, but I just need like a minimum viable product to start testing. Now, the wrong way to do that is to just like throw a couple of ads out onto LinkedIn, right? It's like, oh, minimum viable product. We're going to test it. But you haven't answered any of the whys. So why are we doing this? Like what results do we expect? Who are we targeting? What's the messaging? Like you have to check all of those foundational pieces first before you actually ship the thing. You know, like I think that's the biggest mistake I see like from a really, really specific marketing perspective. Yeah, I think that, yeah, I think it's like, okay, what are we trying to gain with this? If we're trying to gain insight and understanding, um, like you need to know what it takes, like what's your hypothesis and what will it take to confirm or deny that hypothesis or those hypotheses? Because if your minimum viable product isn't enough to get you like an answer to your questions, then you're not doing anything. You're like, you're having no impact. Um, I think the, a couple other situations where you, you know, I feel like I see people want to use this term and I almost feel like it's not even an appropriate use for the term. Um, but like, okay, so-and-so wants us to, to do this. Um, we feel like we got to say yes. We don't really love it. Um, let's make a minimum viable version (laughs) or like, which is basically just like, let's skeet this person. Um, it's like, oh, like, um, the product team wants, you know, X brochure. We don't really want to do brochures or the salesperson needs this asset. Or, um, it's like, no, if you're like really being a valuable member of a team, you let the people know how you feel about that thing. You know, you present to them, like, if, if you really don't think it's a worthwhile way for you to spend your time, like you should be able to tell someone why, um, and, and find out what they really want to get out of that product. Maybe there's a better way for you to deliver that for them. Um, like the idea that someone should like, not like not try (laughs) just because (laughs) they don't want to do something. Um, is like insane or they've already decided like, this isn't what I do. Um, so I'm just gonna, like, I'm going to call like my attempt at this thing I've never done before that I'm going to half-ass and not research and not practice and not try and learn. Um, I'm going to call that a minimum viable product. It's like, that's just, it's putting lipstick on a pig. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And the other way would be, I am not going to think about how this becomes minimum. Um, so like one way is calling it minimum viable and not doing anything different (laughs) or like just trying to do everything faster and doing more of it. Um, but another way is not being careful about what am I stripping from my process for doing this and what's staying like, what, what do I need? What do I not need? Um, how will I adjust 
to not having X, Y, or Z resource that makes it minimum viable. Um, like another way is just to say like, we're winging it. Um, and let's cut out quality control just cause it takes a lot of time and we're testing anyways. Um, it's like, you probably need better reasons for, you know, why you are or aren't taking certain steps, precautions, et cetera. Yeah, I totally agree with all of that. I think that's a great way to do it too, to think about like the way, way not to do it is it's not to like half asset. So I'll give like a really specific example that happened with Matt, my customers. We did like a whole website revamp um, before I got on. So this was last summer and they hired an agency to do it. The head of marketing was like in charge of QA and they shipped a quote unquote minimum viable product. And what that looked like was a lot of website pages, a lot of like animations, a lot of um, content. So a lot of pages to QA. And what happened is, yeah, it just ended up being half-assed and there was a ton of issues. There's still a lot of issues with it. And what the right way to do a minimum viable product in that very specific instance would be, what are the key pages we just need to be on a website? What are like the five key pages? Maybe we need our homepage, we need our features pages, and we need like a book a demo page. That's the right way to think about a minimum viable product is we're going to do these really core things that are we know prospects and customers need really, really well, just so we can get the website, which is the minimum viable product out the door. But you've done the core foundational stuff really well. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I think websites are a great example of where this kind of thing goes wrong, where it's like we're going to half-ass a bunch of things and call it a minimum viable website. And it's like you're missing the entire point of doing a minimum viable website. It's supposed to be so that you can do the important things really well. Um, I, I also kind of think it's it's like similar to situations where it's like, okay, we're going to ship minimum viable work across every single channel that we're working in or in every single area. It's like the reason to, to start shipping, you know, minimum viable campaigns where you're like, let's just go easy on the ad creative. Like let's make everything simpler. Let's, make it easier for ourselves to do this. A reason to do that should not be so we can spend a bunch of energy somewhere else half-assing that. It's like there, it just doesn't work like that. Like people don't, people aren't moved by your excrement, like in your byproducts, like you need to be doing actual work for people. Like you're not going to communicate the right way. It's like, um, you're not going to have like a minimum viable conversation. It's like having a minimum viable conversation with your partner because you're also trying to have one with your kid. Like how many yeah. times does that work super well? Um, yes. It just doesn't. So I think like that is a, a big red flag that your organization is thinking about them the wrong way. If they're, if you can take something that's working and say, let's shrink our 
investment of time resources into this so that we can dedicate resources elsewhere. Um, you can make that work, right? <laughs> like that is a sign that you're not thinking about what these things really are the right, the, the right way. Um, so I guess move starting with the website example, like what makes, what makes the right minimum viable website as opposed to what you all have at map my customers and why, like what's the thought process behind, you know, determining what that project looks like. Yeah. I think that, this can be, this is like a very specific example that can be applied to other minimum viable products, quote unquote. Um, it's what is the point? Why are you doing this minimum viable product? So in the case of the website, why does Map My Customers need a website? Okay, perfect. We're a high growth B2B SaaS startup. So we need new customers. That's the point of the website is to have a point for new customers to be able to book a call with sales and ahead of that, get all the information, you know, that really like core information they need to do research on who Matt, my customers is, what kind of problems they solve and how they've solved it for others before. So that's the point. Now for like a manufacturing company, that point might be really different. Like, you know, James, when we worked at Gorilla 76, a lot of it, you know, I'll use like the, the power generator company that we worked with. A lot of that was just, they needed, they worked with distributors. So like motor generator engine distributors, and they needed to make sure that they showcased those products on their website. So their website was more like, not like necessarily a living product catalog, but that was definitely part of it. So part of it is they needed to please their distributors. Okay, great. Me as a marketer at Matt My Customers doesn't need to please a distributor. I'm looking to get people to convert on my website. That company is looking to make sure companies can come, check the box, say, okay, cool, this company has this, this, this engine parts distributor, let me request a quote. So I think it all starts with the point. Like what is the purpose of, for instance, a website, but also what's the purpose of your minimum viable product? What's the goal here? Right. So the wrong way to do it in the case of Matt, my customers is they didn't think about well, before, obviously, like when the website was being revamped, they didn't think about what they wanted from the website. <laughs> they were just like, it was all over the place. It was like, here's some like information. Plus here's like some gated content. Here's a product tour. Here's like, try it, do a free trial. So there was no like thought put into what do we actually want people to do when they come here? Yeah, it's like, and presumably, you know, you've got like a tier list, you know, you've got the things that you need, the things that are your goals and the things that just would be like nice to have. Um, it's like, and it, it, you can do that about any job. Like I, I can be sitting in my job and think to myself, okay, like what mistakes will get me fired. Like, like what stuff is literally my livelihood resting on? Those are my needs. Like I need these things. Like I need to get this stuff done and I need it to work. Um, what's the stuff that like dictates like actual success? Like what would my like goals be? Okay. That's like the next tier. Third tier is like, what would be really freaking cool? And you know, if you're, 
you're just going to water down your work if you add more things to the list. So, and it, it just doesn't, it doesn't even matter if you're talking about something that your team has called a minimum viable product. It, the same logic applies to any project. Um, the, the reason that it comes up when we're talking about this is that you were supposed to be able to avoid, we're supposed to be expressly avoiding that. Like that's the whole point of this. I think like your, your first step definitely should be like, okay, what do we absolutely need this project to achieve? Like what is non-negotiable? Um, like we will not call this done until, and then there's, we will not call this good unless, and then there's, you know, what would be great is if, and if I was asked to oversee a minimum viable project of any kind, and I had leadership telling me like, we need to get this shipped and live, um, you know, we make it minimum viable. I would be, the first thing I would be doing is I would be communicating about, okay, here are the things that I need. Like, here are the things that, like, I have to have, I have to be able to accomplish. Here are the things that I'm hoping to accomplish. Here's the stuff that I'm not going to worry about at all. Like, all those nice things, they are no longer things that should be on anyone's mind. Like, don't let them come up in conversation. Remind people, hey, remember that we were foregoing the massive amount of, you know, research spend on this third party to do this um, funky different kind of positioning that we can compare with ours. Like, why are you reaching out to these people? That's not a part of this project. I am not looking at that. I am not combing through competitor analysis. I, I have are like, be clear about the things that are not happening in a minimum viable product, because all that does is just, it increases your ability to focus on the things that do actually matter. Um, otherwise you'll just end up shipping more with less and it'll look like that. I mean, like more with less has a look and a feel and it isn't, you know, gold plated. I mean, it generally looks like trash. Um, so yeah, step one, we've covered, uh, know what you need, know what your goals are. Um, what's step two? Step two would be, what do I need to do this? So what do I need to execute? So in the terms of the website, you know, we'll keep that example. I marry the marketer and not a website developer. So I desperately will need a web dev person, which I do have. So I have a freelancer who's like, I can send really quick stuff. He helps me out anytime because it's built on like, um, a page builder right now, which kind of stinks, but we're working with it. And so you need someone to just say, okay, who can help me get this done? What resources do I need to get this done to, to ship that minimum viable product? Right. And the question is not what resources would really elevate this product. 
Exactly. The question is, what resources do I need to complete this product? Yes. Yeah. So like, yeah, I would love a a website conversion copywriter. I would love a website designer. I would love a lot of things, but yeah, exactly. You need to say, what do I need to actually just ship this minimum viable product? Yeah. And the, and like the definitions will all be different for everyone. Like someone else's minimum viable website might need a designer. Like, you know, depending on your brand and what you rely on to communicate and, um, you know, what counts as minimum, uh, things like that. Like, obviously the answers to these questions are going to be different. Um, and like the project itself, um, like a minimum viable campaign on any sort of advertising platform, it's going to have a minimum viable budget. Uh, like what that minimum viable budget is depends on a lot of things. Depends on your audience size. It depends on how much insight you need to feel confident in a, a result from this test that people speak of. Um, it's one thing to say that you're doing a test. It's another thing to actually run a test and talk about a result and be able to point to that result and say yes or no. Um, so yeah. And I guess step three is probably just hacking do it. Um, Yeah, for real. So the other thing that I don't think it's talked about enough with minimum viable products is I would call like a minimum viable product in like following the 80-20 rule. So making sure something is like 80% there and you ship it. So after you hecking do it, um, the other 20% is like you ship this minimum viable product to presumably learn something or to achieve a goal. How are you going to measure that and what are you going to do with the findings? So I think that's the other 20%. So, you know, using my website example, again, I shifted the strategy of the website to be super focused on people who are coming to map my customer's website to talk to sales about buying our product. So in three months are more people coming to map my customers and filling out a book, a demo form. Like, is the thing I wanted to happen actually happening? Yeah. And I, I, I love the amount of juice that people try and squeeze out of eighties and twenties. Um, it's just like a trigger for me, but I think that that makes a lot of sense. I think something that is the reason that it's important that you actually come to conclusions with these types of things is I think it's very common to say like, okay, um, because the 80, 20 rule originally is what is 80% of the thing that you do, or what is 20, like what's the 20% of the stuff that you do that generates 80% of the value. Um, so what happens is like, okay, by that theory, let's try and generate 80% of the value. So we're doing 20% of the work, right? Um, it doesn't always work like that, but like in theory, okay, that works. What are we getting back in terms of our time? Um, well, we're using that time better to learn and apply things in the future, right? Well, if you never, ever start throwing a hundred percent at actually building things, like at some point 
like you don't, there's not va- as much value in a test. Like the, the value of the things that you're learning diminishes. Um, like if I've learned with my MVP product that what customers really, really want more than anything else is a demo page that I'm losing them because I don't have a live demo. Um, the thing to not do is to build a minimum viable demo and then never edit it or never make it better. Like maybe here's an opportunity for you to make a maximum viable product. How about, how about you make something that everyone will be so flipping proud of? Um, so like, I think there's an amount that, you know, if you're constantly spending 20% of the effort to deliver 80% of the value, which again is typically spending 80% of the effort to deliver 80% of the value. Um, and you're always using that 20% to like present on findings or like think about the work you could be doing if you tried to make something truly great that you didn't like the test would just be like, how sick is this? How great is it? Um, we know this is what we need. Like when the answer is, when the question is, will this work or not? That is not the time for a minimum, like will this work or not is not the question that you need a minimum viable product to answer. Will this work or not is the question that you need your best work to answer. And because it better be answering, yes, this will work. Um, Like it's like shipping crappy one-off LinkedIn ads and then saying paid social doesn't work is not real. Like that's not the way to do it. I I know you've talked about that all the time. Um, It might tell you things like, uh, you know, you might be able to use it to test two unique value props against each other, see which one is better um, so that you can then build an entire campaign based on one. Um, But then when you build that entire campaign, if you're just like, ah, well, let's, let's do this one at 80% like effort too. It's like, well, you're going to get 80% of the result and probably less because people don't like being communicated to at 80%. Yeah. That's the other thing. Uh, like, I'm so glad you brought that up like multiple times through this. Like if your actual minimum viable product is like just you half-assing the effort because you're doing more with less and like that's your version of a minimum viable product is like people are smart. Like they know what you're doing. And I have had instances where I did ship something that was not as great as it could be because, you know, I just needed to get it out the door and their results spoke for themselves. Like it just doesn't work out. People are smarter than that. Yeah. What's uh what's the big what's like the most have you like do you have like an extreme story about this or like what's like the most evocative experience you've had where someone's been like, Yeah, so I'm I need a minimum viable X, Y, or Z or so I'm working on this minimum viable X, Y, or Z where you were just like, oh. you're just like, woof. Like, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> do you, does anything come to mind? Um, let's see. Not like off the top of my head. There was a lot of stuff I did when I was in-house at like my previous, previous company. 
um, where I was just like shipping stuff to ship stuff. There wasn't a ton of risk because it was a lot of like internal communication pieces, but then no one used them. Like no one looked at them. No one uh, leveraged them during sales conversations because they could tell it was half done, you know? Um, I think a really great example is like, oh man, like brochures for new products in manufacturing companies. So like if you're not using your marketing team and you're just like, I need to ship this minimum viable brochure and it's like done in Word and it's like very obvious it was done in Word. um, Those are just like, like woof. (laughs) Yeah. I think the only other maybe question I have, the only other like, like bit of conversation, which is maybe the part that's most interesting to me is, do you think like you should have a process for delivering like if you were gonna if you were working at a company that was constantly trying new things with campaigns and wanted to do a lot of like do you need a process for that or is it actually better to just let people do it loose yeah i think they're so using paid social as like our example I think there's two things I would really want to know um, ahead of it is like, otherwise, yeah, I would let you like run your thing. Like if, you know, I had a demand generation manager below me and they were like, I have this idea for a campaign and this is what I want to do. I'd be like, awesome, do it. So the two questions I would have is who are you targeting? Because targeting is just like so crucial on paid social that it's like, it can't be ignored. So if this guy was like, oh yeah, I'm hitting like a 7 million person audience with like a $5,000 per month budget. I'd be like, all right, well, it's going to fail, like no matter what. So I think just knowing, so that can go back to like, if we're talking more evergreen, like knowing what the big, the big keys are, whether or not a, a, a something is going to be successful. And then the second thing I'd want to know is, okay, I'm letting you ship this thing. I'm letting you like have your fun, do this experiment. I'm all for it. How are you going to measure it? And how are you going to like communicate that success to me? Yeah. Like what needs to be set in stone is what is a success and what is a failure? Yes. Um, and like, what do, what are the things that we really need to achieve? Um, like, what does the product need to have, like, before we even talk about whether it's a success or a failure? Like, what does it need to be done? Um, but I think I think I kind of agree with you that other than that, it's like, I think people should be empowered to just do it their way. Like, path of least resistance. Like, if you really want something to get done faster um, or with less effort, I think sometimes it's like figuring out what are the barriers that make this person completing this kind of work harder? Mm-hmm. Um, are some of those like extra steps of review um, or revision? Um, maybe you decide that, okay, like we're going to get rid of all of those and it's just going to, this product is just, I'm just going to look at it. Like, and we've already agreed on what it needs to have. It's not going to go through all kinds of, the product team is not going to see it and send it back to you. I'll deal with them. Like I'll tell them where to shove it. If they've got a problem with this, they asked for a minimum viable campaign. 
Um, they asked for launch by X day. Um, but like, I'll get rid of all these other barriers for you. Um, but it is kind of like, I do think it, it makes a difference to find the people that are actually executing this kind of thing. And like, maybe they're the kind of person that needs to be asked, like, what is, what is potentially in your way? Like what makes this kind of work, um, hard, like in an effort sense, what makes it take time? Um, and then figuring out if you can communicate to them, cool, don't worry about that. Like, so that, so that when you say just do it to someone, if you're a leader, that they, that you actually mean it. Um, and that you don't mean more with less. Um, but then like, if you're an executor and you have a lot of control over how you work, um, it's worth like asking the question or even just going ahead and skipping the question and asking for forgiveness. Um, but like, what can I break about our process to make this thing? Um, cause that's like, should be part of it. Like there has to be something different about how you're making this thing. Um, otherwise, again, you're doing more with less in scare quotes. <laughs> you're really doing less with the same. <laughs> I mean, that's what's so painful about this whole thing is it, it just cripples your people who are executing if you don't take those steps. Um, and if you feel like you're getting crippled, like it's seriously worth considering like, asking for barriers to be removed um, or like circumventing them, <laughs> finding some way to circumvent them and then be like, Oh my God, I'm sorry. I just knew I needed to hit my launch date. And I know you care about people that actually execute and deliver on work. Um, I thought that would be better than not delivering a slightly better product. Um, I don't know what your, if you have any final thoughts in that regard. No, I think that was a perfect wrap up. Yeah, I love it. So whenever you're asked to do more with less and create a minimum viable product, remember what you need to do. <laughs> the pushbacks that you're allowed to ask. Definitely. I'm glad we talked about this. Yeah, this was awesome. All right, well, we'll wrap it up then. Thanks again, James, for doing this prompt. It was a very good one. Listeners, I hope you enjoyed it. Let us know if you did. Reach out to James and I on LinkedIn. And if you want to just like come and chat with us for a little bit, uh, let us know. We'd love to have you as a guest on the podcast. And we hope if Aaron's listening, he's just enjoying every moment of being a new dad. All right. Talk to you later, y'all. Peace.